Well, I wonder when you last got an invitation. I wonder when you last got an invitation. Um, maybe, maybe some of you are here this morning as a result of an invitation. Uh, maybe one of the, the, the people who's being confirmed sort of said to you, this special service is happening. I'd love it if you were able to come and be with me. Uh, but I, whether or not you got a special invitation to come this morning, uh, we all know um, the excitement of getting invitations. Uh, and yet we also know too there are some invitations that you get that you don't really want. Uh, I don't know about you, but I get bombarded by invitations by email these days. You know, you have been selected. Uh, and um, you, you, you read down the, the invitation and, and, and they want you to respond. And the more you read, the more your suspicions gather. Uh, and uh, you think to yourself, this is not an invitation that I really want to accept because this is an invitation that's come because somebody wants something out of me. Those aren't the sort of invitations that I particularly enjoy getting, and I don't imagine you do either. But there are invitations that when they come to us uh, are really special. Maybe it's like in our Bible reading this morning, we get an invitation to the wedding of a friend. Maybe we get an invitation to uh, some sort of a party or, or a special event. I, I have uh, a great privilege uh, being a bishop because uh, once a year I get a, a letter that comes from Buckingham Palace. It's not for me, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, it's a letter that invites me to nominate somebody to go and receive the Monday money uh, on Monday Thursday. Uh, you know the tradition where the, 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 the monarch, the sovereign of the United Kingdom, uh, presents uh, specially minted coins uh, to uh, a number of people who have uh, given uh, particular service to their, their church and their community. I, I still remember uh, last year the phone call that I got uh, whenever the person who I nominated discovered that they had received an invitation from the palace. Uh, you're not allowed to tell them in advance, you see. So I write down a name and I send it off and they know nothing about it until this fabulous, fancy envelope drops through their letterbox. And the lady that I nominated was just beside herself. And her husband, I think, was even more excited because he got to go with her too. And I don't think I could really have done anything more for those people than to make sure that letter fell through their letterbox that day. It was an invitation that meant an enormous amount to them. In our gospel reading this morning, we hear Jesus telling a parable about an invitation. An invitation, in this case, to a wedding. And uh, as, as we, we listen, as he tells this story, 
we realize it's a special wedding. It's not just anybody's wedding. It's the king's son's wedding. Well, you would imagine if you got an invitation uh, to go to uh, the king's family wedding, you would be pretty made up. I imagine uh, you'd be making sure that all your neighbours knew that you had got an invitation. You would keep it very carefully. You would treasure it until the day when you put on your finest uh, clothes, probably specially bought for the occasion, and you head off to the wedding. That's what we would expect, isn't it? Uh, When a, a special invitation would come. And yet we discover, as Jesus tells this parable, the folk who have received the invitation seem to be not at all impressed. The time arrives, it's time to come, and they refuse. I'm not going. I've got something else to do. And the king says, listen, everything's ready. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've laid on such a feast for you. Come. But they won't. And so instead, he sends out a new invitation. He says to his servants, go and see who wants to come. Go out and it doesn't matter who they are. Simply say, we'd love you to come and be a part of this. The original people uh, who had the, if you like, the the first dabs on the, the invitation don't want to come. Come, whoever you are. Come and share in the joy of this occasion. Come and share in the special moment uh, that's been prepared. And so, all sorts of people. The people that you would expect maybe to have had an invitation uh, and the people that you wouldn't have expected. And they come to the king's banquet. Now, as Jesus is telling this story, of course, it's a, it's a parable. It's, it's not an event that actually happened, but it's a story told that is full of truth and meaning. And as he tells this parable, he tells it in the context of uh, conversations that he's been happening with the leaders of his community. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, the people who have positions of respect and authority within the life of the Jewish community. And yet these people, these people are the people who've been coming to Jesus, not with open hearts, not with a genuine sense of wanting to discover 
what it is that Jesus has to share with them. There's lots of people in the community who've been doing that. Lots of people who've been coming to Jesus, listening to the things that he has to say, watching the things that he was doing, and asking themselves the question, is, is, this, is this him? Is this the one that God promised he would send? Is this the Messiah? Is this the Savior? But not the Sadducees and the Pharisees. You know, with a few honorable exceptions, uh, they're coming with suspicion in their hearts. They're coming uh, worried about Jesus. Worried that uh, he's going to take away the, the nice positions of respect and authority that they've managed to acquire for themselves in the community. Worried that he's going to undermine the, the systems and the structures and the, the, way, the, the, the way they like to do things. And so as Jesus tells this story, it's, it's got two aspects to it. It's got the words that remind us of the gracious invitation of God to all who will receive it. But it's also got words of warning. And that's why maybe as you listened to the Bible passage today, the, the, there were some words that, that feel a little bit uncomfortable. Warnings can be like that, can't they? They make us feel a little bit uncomfortable at times. And yet, the underlying message is good and gracious and glorious. Because Jesus, in telling this parable, is reminding the people that God is the King that he is the one who is, is Lord of all that there is. And yet he says to men and women, come. Come and share in life with me. Come and share in the joy of what it is to be a part of, of my kingdom. And, and as we think about the the, the wedding feast for the son we are reminded that it's because of Jesus that we are invited to that wedding feast when God created he created a world that was good but because of uh, our human uh, feelings because of our sinfulness sin creeps in and spoils it the very first book in the Bible describes how just like many of us Adam and Eve thought maybe that they knew better thought maybe that they could 
think of a, a different and a better way of doing things. And so the relationship between men and women and God is spoiled. But in Jesus, God says, I'm making all things new. In Jesus, God says, come. Come to the wedding feast of my son. Come and be a part of the, the good things that I have planned. Come and share. Come and find in Jesus the forgiveness of your sins and the life that you were created for. And the Pharisees say, oh, we're not sure about that. The Pharisees say, oh, we think we're happy with the way things are, the way we do things now. And people today do that too, don't we? We think that uh, life doesn't need to have God in it. We think that we can make our own choices and uh, please ourselves. And yet, if we're honest, we find that that leads to a life that simply ends up more and more in difficulties. The parable of the wedding feast reminds us that there's an invitation to all who will receive it to come. But we must come on God's terms. There's that funny little bit at the end of the passage. I wonder, did you notice it? The, uh, the wedding banquet's prepared. Those who have said no well, they've stayed outside. They've, they've left things behind. Some of them have got into all sorts of bother. Some of them have been killed because of the appalling way that they've treated the king's servants. For them, there's no good news. They're outside, excluded by their own choices. But for those who have come, well, there's a place at the banquet. But there's this one man... The king came in to see the guests. He noticed that there was a man there not wearing wedding clothes. Well, we might say in our 21st century world, well, he'd only just got an invitation. He didn't have time to get organized. But we maybe need just to understand a little bit of how things sometimes worked in those days. When you were invited to come, particularly to... Uh, an important event like that uh, the king might well have provided the wedding clothes for you to wear so everybody's there dressed in these fine garments except this one man and for whatever reason he's decided not to put on the wedding clothes that have been provided and the word of warning again is, is that no place in the banquet if you're not wearing the wedding clothes. 
It's not about uh, who can afford to have nice things. It's not about who can uh, pay enough for a, a suitable outfit to get in. No, the wedding clothes that are being talked about here are the wedding clothes that Jesus provides. Our entry to the wedding feast comes when we dress ourselves in the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy that Jesus provided for us when he died in our stead on the cross, when he paid the price for my sins and yours, and when he opened for us the gates of heaven. Turning up in your own clothes in this context is a bit like saying, thanks, but I, I don't like the way that you do it, Jesus. Thanks, I'll come, but I'll come on my own terms and I'll come under my own steam. And the parable reminds us that that's just not possible. God's invitation is good and it's gracious and it's to something that we don't, we shouldn't any of us want to miss out on. But we come because of Jesus. We come in the name of Jesus. And we come because of the grace of Jesus. What a powerful uh, story we're being told of something that is good and wonderful. And yet also there's that warning to all of us, don't miss out. Don't make bad decisions. Don't leave it too late. Don't think that you can simply do things your way. That's how the problem started in the beginning. When you get an invitation, you need to answer, don't you? As it says at the bottom, RSVP. It's French for let us know if you're coming. Confirmation. What we're doing and sharing today is a way in which we RSVP. We respond to the invitation that Jesus gives us. He says, do you want to know forgiveness? Do you want to know hope? Do you want to know life as you were created for it? Come. Come. Come trusting in me. Come believing me when I say that you're forgiven, that you're loved, and you're welcome. Come. We come in the name of Christ. And so that's why today is a, a celebration. 
That's why this service is truly joyful. Because seven folk from St. Bridget's are taking this opportunity in front of you and before the Lord to say yes to the invitation. To say yes to being included in God's great celebration. To say yes to following in the paths of Jesus. So we rejoice today and we celebrate and we stand uh, with those who are being confirmed and we pray for them. But let's remember, let's remember as we do that, that the invitation's there for all of us. Not just for seven special people, but for all who will respond. Have you RSVP'd to God's invitation already? Have you put on the wedding garment? Are you ready to find your place at the banquet? Don't make the mistake of... uh, thinking that there are more important things to do. Don't make the mistake of of thinking that there are better ways to live. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you can earn a place in heaven on your own terms. Come and meet with Jesus. Come and find his gracious forgiveness. Come and find his hope. And then, truly, you'll know what it is to have that reason to celebrate and to give thanks and to be both invited and chosen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Help us to recognize a good invitation when we see it. Thank you that you are the God of love who made us. Who made us to know what it is to live in your presence. Forgive us for the times when we've made decisions which take us away from you. And be with us now as we celebrate those who have chosen to follow you and help us to look to our own hearts and ask ourselves the question do we know that hope have we responded to your invitation and Lord by your grace may we find our place in the wedding banquet we pray it for Christ's sake Amen.